Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. We're back. Hello. We have gone downstairs and back well you did <laughs> i just sat here and finished my notes because <laughs> what isn't a quick last minute update than uh, me doing my notes literally minutes before we record that's what we do uh how are you before we just jump into things i'm great i got my next my second hard kombucha ready to go god it's like never ending here <laughs> it's never ending after this i'm gonna go eat some couscous and have a good time oh that sounds good i'm still mad at postmates for forgetting my couscous so Sorry. Sorry. Uh, How are you? I'm fine. Right after this, I'm actually getting in a car and going to have dinner, which Yay. is nice. And I'm having really good dinner, so I'm very excited. But not that. couscous. Oh, I'm going to eat cous- I'm going to pregame. Pregame with couscous. With got couscous. Got it. And then the amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche. Ooh. If you will. Mm. Yes. Couscous. Amuse-couscous. A couscous-bouche. Oh, hell no. Amuse-couscous-bouche. <laughs> Everyone is switching off their... Everyone is like, let's go listen to anything else. Literally anything. Mothers are like, I'd rather listen to my screaming children. They're like, put the whale sounds back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I have dinner plans after this, so I'm very excited to nice. go eat some good barbecue. It's gonna be a good time. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm just gonna sit here. Oh. And stare well, at the empty space where you are supposed to be. Oh, you'll look at the end down on the couch and be like, M should be here. M's big butt left an imprint. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Facts are facts. I don't know. I'll just be hanging out, I guess. Hang out with a little baby Giovanni. Yeah. Oh, stinky baby. Oh my. Well, should we get into it? I, I feel guess. like I feel like we like. Oh, here comes an olive. Oh, there she is. Is that an olive? Is that a happy puppy? Hi, honey. Is that a beautiful little puppy dog named How Olive? Sweet girl. Oh. Mwah. Oh, look at those happy ears. She's a little good girl. That's so nice. Okay, so I mean, I guess we dive into it. Maybe this is like the episode where finally uh, the people who hate our like, banter, please, please, God, they're like just get into it. Well, I don't know. Never mind. Actually, I'm going to keep you guys on hold for a second because just I just remembered second. something. Just hold on one second. Just one more minute. Okay, so Allison and I are very into our, like, um, we love our TV shows and we love our right. our little marathons that we do literally every night. Right. So uh, for a long time, we were into Top Model. Oh, my God. I'm ready for this. I want we, to talk about TV. No, I'm not kidding. You're about to fall in love. What? So, okay, so we started with Top Model, then we had Millionaire Matchmaker, then we had Million Dollar Matchmaker, sure. then we had, well, I personally have Hell's Kitchen. We had all the Marvel movies. We're on 
as of right now, we're only a couple episodes away from the last season of Charmed. Nice. And uh, I don't remember what was going on, but at some point yesterday, I was on, I have a Roku, so you can just kind of like type in a random word and then things, you know, the search bar shows it on a bunch of different platforms. Right. So I found Uh something, you know, the Mandela effect where it's like Mandela, whatever, like Nelson Mandela. Although maybe the the Mandela effect oh, is that's called the this Mandela bear, effect. Same bear bullshit. Okay, sorry. Well, I have yet to make my thoughts on that known, but someday. Well, I think I always thought this was one of them. Where like there was this TV show that I remember when I was like fourteen, kind of existed, but I didn't watch it, so it wasn't like a big deal. But I I feel like I remembered it existing Kid on Nation? TV. No, but this like it was like I guess always stayed within the folds of my dark memories sure. and so your dark dark memories and so i didn't know it existed and then yesterday i was looking through the roku search bar and i was like what is this it? tv show doesn't actually you're exist. killing me it is the very uh apparently undesirable at the time uh before it's time if you will reality show executive producer stan lee who wants to be a superhero what and so I don't I, know what that is. I remember it knowing it existed, but I also remember telling myself there's no way that actually existed. Right. And then it just it sounds made up. It came back to me all in one fell swoop. Oh, my God. But you didn't watch it like when you I kid? think I remember watching maybe like an episode. It's it so was on the sci fi channel, the Siffy channel, if you will. Siffy. It's so in the folds. I don't really remember anything. Wow. But so I knew, obviously, I made Allison watch all, like, 20 Avengers movies. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to start watching this without her. No. So she came home yesterday, and I was like, sit the fuck down. This is a reality found, show? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So apparently, because I learned literally everything about it last night after right. I discovered this. Apparently, there's only two seasons. One of them is six episodes. One of them is eight. So we only have a whopping 14 episodes. Oh, no. That's so it? So we're going to fall in love hard and then, be sad. and then be crushed. That's the worst feeling. But we watched the first episode last night. Two seconds in, Allison goes, and I quote, well, I fucking love this. <laughs> because it's, it's be, keep in mind, it was like 2006. So it was before the, like, the real reality show heyday. So no, the producers didn't really care. The set was really shit. It was obviously scripted right it was super cheesy it didn't have any good camera quality like this was before people really gave a shit about There's reality a character shows. named cell phone girl yep <laughs> which in today's world by the way would be like instagram girl yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. was 2006 <laughs> and literally by the way in her bio and her like description when she like hops off the bus and she's like i'm cell phone girl they're like oh so like what do you do and she's like well i love cell phones and i was like i can't i'm she, so excited i love to play snake the only thing that's fun that you can do on a cell phone in 2006 right Check my voicemail i love the solitaire i can find sometimes on a really fancy blackberry right yeah. sure yes well so apparently this is a show that allison and i are now going to watch all of oh amazing um and we're very excited about it we're already bummed that we have a 14th of it done but uh, apparently, so at the end, it was a it was a game show, a game show. It was a reality show, like a like a survivor yeah. game, where uh, there were X amount of actual people who wanted to become a superhero, and the judge and the host of the show is literally Stanley from He's Marvel. Hosts it too? Yeah. Oh my god! And so that's amazing. And then you go through all these superhero tests, and it's a it's more about like the heart of a superhero. Like, oh, sorry, it's time for my birth control. Speaking of children, <laughs> <Speaking> of, <laughs> uh, would you like me to go wait? 
I'm sorry. Do you mind if I take it? It's fine. Sorry, I'm back with uh, the BC in my system and the couscous for M. Yeah, you wanted to go take care of your non-children. I was like, go get me my couscous. Go Hang on, let me, me eat real quick. Cous- oh my god. Um, well, while you're eating, I'm going to say something, which is that, speaking of children reality shows, we have recently become a... Oh, there's Gio. <laughs> speaking of children... Yeah, children reality shows. No, you said speaking of children, I heard... <laughs> oh, speaking of children, yeah, yeah. Speaking of children reality shows, we live in a children reality show, aka Gio's, Gio's world. Um, hi, Gio, honey. Uh, speaking of children reality shows, we have become obsessed with MasterChef Junior. Mmm! It is, like, maybe the hardest I've laughed in a very long time. At first, I was like, I don't want to watch a bunch of children. But they are so sweet and so funny, and, like, the weird ones are so weird, and I'm like, I love you. I love these weird children. Also, as someone who's obsessed currently with Kitchen Nightmares and Hotel Hell, I get, like, mean Gordon, but you get cool Gordon. Gordon is so fucking sweet with the children, which is, like, not what you're used to. You know his wife's pregnant right now with their fifth kid? I did not know that. Yep. He is just, like you can just tell how much he like cares about them and it's just the sweetest thing anyway so we're watching that also true detective season three fucking watch it also the act oh god there's so much good tv right now anyway but so i like this who wants to be a superhero that maybe no one's ever heard of i hadn't oh it's the best okay i'm excited i'm just saying and then so what stanley becomes the or is the host and every episode they have to do some superhero challenge which is all about like the heart of a superhero because obviously he can't actually test you to like push a bus <laughs> it's like okay well you have to can't like he though that would be fun like in the first episode like you think you're doing one task but actually there's like a secret <gasps> hidden like task the morals behind it yeah or some shit. it's all about the morals of like the heart of a superhero wait this is really fun so then cell phone girl wins let me guess <laughs> if you yes. i love cell phones i love cell phones and also have don't have morals <laughs> um but so then the winner gets their own stanley marvel comic fuck and they star, what I found out on Wikipedia is by star, it means guest feature for two minutes, in their own sci-fi superhero movie. So they can literally just show up in the They movie. literally just show up for two Aww, minutes in a movie. that's deceiving. And uh, something else. Oh, and then they um, are part of the superhero parade at Universal Studios or ah. something. But so I'm very excited to see how this goes. the comic maybe is the coolest part. Oh, for sure. That's fucking dope. Whoever ends up winning, I'm going to get Alice in the comic, I think, at the end. That's a great idea. I have great ideas. Well, now she heard it. Allison, you didn't hear that. You're Just fine. You raise it. Um, Alexander and Allie have been watching uh, Kid Nation, which is another one of those reality shows. With a, it's I don't know what that is. It's like Land of the Flies. Or no, not Land of the Flies. What's it called? <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Flies. But it is kind of like Land of the Flies because it's they just fucking trap all these children, like on an island, like Survivor style together. Like Lord of the Flies meets an island. So it's Kid Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they kind of, there's like a million of them. And I don't know the show, so I could probably, i probably making this all up. But from the clips that I've seen while they watch it, it is literally just a bunch of, and same thing where it's like, they didn't know how to like do reality. Like it wasn't very. It was from a time before like reality shows really put in a lot of budget. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's just very hilarious. And these children are so fucking funny and they're like so serious and like take everything so seriously. I mean, they're trapped on like an island. I don't know if that's true. I think maybe. Well, I don't know. There's just one man host and then a bunch of fucking children. You see Uh-oh. no adults, no parents. Like, before the laws were really uh, that strict. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan in the middle of the night um, watching uh, or reading uh, Reddit AMAs. Oh, sure. And Excuse me. There is one of uh, that just came out, like, two days ago of someone who was one of the previous winners of MasterChef Junior. Really? And Which he... one? Well, I don't know. I've only watched, like, two seasons. I, I don't know. Okay. 
um, but just came out like two days oh, wait, ago. Oh, actually, don't tell me because then I'll spoilers. But he, <laughs> but he answered all these questions That's of like, so is cool. Gordon really cool? And how, what was the setup? Like, what hotels did you stay in? Things like that. In, like, where were your parents throughout it? That's right. So interesting. Yep. Anyway. So highly recommend children reality shows because they can't really, they're not at the point where they can like craft their own, like they are just mm-hmm. who they are, which right. is the funniest thing. Cause children are they don't so give a shit. goofy. <laughs> yeah. And just like themselves, it's hilarious. So. All right. That's our intro for today. There's Welcome. our banter. Welcome to our show about All just right. children TV. So, uh, anyway, here's my story. Great. Are you ready? Yeah. Let me open my. Wait, let me take, let me take another bite of this. Okay. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes, to toys, to vibrators, to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Back in the game. All right. Thank God you didn't eat that on. I took my headphones off. It was really unpleasant. I'm sure. (laughs) I didn't care though. It was. It tasted so good. I just didn't even care, and it was a little spicy. And yeah, you keep rubbing it in, even though I don't have my own because I forgot it. I mean, it was terrible. You'd hate it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay. So here's my story. This is. I found this last minute, obviously, since I was just finishing my notes, but I I found it last minute because I actually had a different story for today, and then I found this, and I was like, wait, I really want to cover this. Screw that old story. Right. Right. Also, if it's a ghost, your old story, I don't want it to haunt me. So that was a (laughs) joke. Well. Here's one of your personal favorite categories. What? This is a alien story. Yay! I thought maybe that's where we were going. So, this is in, I'm, I don't know, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Sure. I don't know if it's a soft G or a hard G. Pa- sure. Pascagoula. Pascagoula? Pascagoula. Pascagoula, Mississippi. It's going to be like Paula and right. all the sounds are silent. Pascal. Um, so this is the Pascajula abduction. Whoa, abduction! Oh no. I'm scared. It's very, very neat. I'm a fan of this one. I'm so very frightened by aliens. Well, you might be afraid of these. So this actually is the second most famous UFO abduction case in history. Really? Following the Barney and Betty Hill one, which I've already oh, covered. Oh shit. 
So And yet we still don't know how to say the town's name. Right. Pasco Jula, I think. So uh that looks right. The Barney and Betty Hill alien abduction case is a story I've already covered. That is the most famous one in American history. And this is the second one. So apparently this is also the beginning of the idea of probing during no! alien abductions. Um, you're gonna scare me so Which much. isn't as bad as you think it is. Apparently probing like was already in stories before this this was just the first time that like after this story came out people just kind of like ran with that as an idea it was like popularized and now we're gonna be fucking abducted thanks and now that sounds like an abduction if i've ever heard it the probe is coming (laughs) uh apparently it was like one of those things where it was actually very mediocre to the story but then because someone heard it one time people just ran with it for alien stories and it just became this really like gnarly Ah. rumor so a gnarly rumor indeed a gnarly rumor (laughs) we love a gnarly rumor so this is where the idea of probing took off (laughs) great apparently this is not like it's not very i don't know we'll see it's the info i've always wanted to hear it's not as invasive as i think you're predicting it will be i don't know i just don't like it at all the two main characters in this story are uh, Charles Hickson, who is, at the time in this story, 42, and he was a shipyard foreman, and Calvin Parker, who was 19 at the time, and uh, was a, a welder at the same shipyard. So one's a welder, one's a foreman. Cool. Um, and they are both from Jones County, and Parker was... So I'm also going to be referring to their last names in this. That was just how all the articles handled it, and I just don't want to. I didn't want to go edit the names. Yeah. So it was Charles Hickson. So there's Hickson, who's the 42 year old, okay. and there's Calvin Parker. So Parker is the 19 year old. And how do they work to? So Parker, the 19 year old, Hickson is his dad's friend. Oh, okay, got it, got it. And so he got a job at the shipyard through his dad's friend. So not only do they got work it. together. And he's a foreman, so I think Hickson actually is his boss. Right, right, But right. Um, Parker also was about to get married and wanted to save up money, so he's re- he rented space out in Hickson's house. Oh, so wow, okay. So Hickson is his boss and his landlord, so no his pressure. roommate, landlord, family... Abductee partner. Uncle? Faux uncle, almost? Sure. A funkle? Funkle? Uh, <laughs> the, other, the worst kind of funkle. If you will. Uh, so this happened in 1973, in October... The two of them were fishing on an old pier together on Pascajula River. And uh, so this is Hickson, the, the older one. This is his account of what happened. Okay. Which is very brief. They apparently heard a zipping sound hmm. and then saw a glowing, hovering, oval-shaped UFO. Uh, three beings came out of the hovercraft in front of them. And they were gray, robot-like humanoids. That were around five feet. They had no neck. Oh. They had slits for eyes and mouths. Oh, 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 nope. They had a nose and ears that resembled carrots because they were what? sharp at the end. They started round and broad and then, like, tapered Pointed? into points. What? Okay. On uh, their nose, too? Nose and ears. Sound like a snowman. Yeah. The sure. wonky snowman. The, I was going to say a abominable but then abductable abductable snowman what was the thing that the gnarly rumor the gnarly rumor the gnarly snowman yeah i don't know we'll work on it i had someone at uh my old job that they would say gnarly and i but they said it ironically and it makes me wish that that was how i always said gnarly oh it's fun if you're so gnarly i know someone who only says knife oh whoops <laughs> well I, I call shoes s hoes so you do do that a lot I'm and like, p hones phones oh my p hone 
my G lasses. I have a few words that I do that too. There's a Geo. Oh, there's a baby Geo looking right at me with his happy tail. Look at that sweet, his sweet... happy tail. His tail. <laughs> Look at that happy chin. His butt, k- urchin, sea urchin. His sea ur- ur- urchin. urchin. Geo, you have the happiest little butt. I love it so much. It's so nice. Okay. So, oh yeah. Back no... to probing. <laughs> so, no neck, slits for eyes and mouth, carrot-like nose and ears, lobster-like hands. Oh, would you like to come Geo's up here? going to bother you for the next come hour. Come here. Oh, uh, Geo. Oh, he's, he's stuck. stuck. <laughs> are you stuck, you silly boy? Oh, God. What are you to do? He's not going to know what to do, to be honest with you. What are you to do? <laughs> he's, he, Geo, by the way, you can't see him. He literally just froze out of confusion. He's just sitting in a very awkward he's way. He's shoving everything off your lap so that he can put his butt there. Thank you, Geo. He'll figure himself out. Would you like to turn around, Geo? You want to turn around? Nope. He wants pets. Okay. Uh, okay, so carrot-like nose and ears. Wherever, Eva, wherever you can possibly begin to edit that. Sorry. Um, wow, is this plane? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. Apparently, he also had lobster-like hands. What? Which makes no sense to me. So, this like, little a, crabby hands. Are they on drugs? Carrot nose, crab hands, <laughs> no like... neck, robot-like. Uh, also, apparently, they had two legs that were fused together to become one leg Ew. with an elephant-like foot at the bottom. What? So how did... So they And they floated, so they didn't really walk. Oh, I thought they were just stomping around. No, they just glide. This um, is the weirdest image. So also, to be, that's a good point, because this is the first and only time that this description of an alien yeah. has ever surfaced. I would hope so, because <laughs> if I had not heard of that before and it was common, I think I'd be extremely confused. So good luck trying to picture that I in your head. the fact that they're floating makes it very funny and not as scary. Right. Just like with their elephant feet. Like their carrot ears and elephant feet and lobster hands. This is just the most absurd description I've ever heard. Apparently to Hickson, they were taken aboard, they were examined, and then when they were returned, they uh, they were lying on the ground by the fishing site that they were at. Both woke up with puncture wounds on their arms. Absolutely not. And after waking up, they uh, drank whiskey, obviously. <laughs> Why not? And then they called the sheriff. Apparently the sheriff laughed at them. Of course. And then they were like, we knew you would laugh. But we also are serious, so we need to come see you. And so the sheriff was like, okay, come to the station. I like the order of one, drink whiskey, two, call the police, because we just got abducted. Right. How do we tell the police? Priorities. Let's, let's talk about it over some Yeah, whiskey. let's have a drink first. So they went to the station. There's no way you're comfortable, Gio. No, he just... Look, <laughs> so many pets. Yeah. He's so needy, though. He's not going to let you stop petting him. So uh, they went to the station. And the sheriff obviously doesn't really believe them, but he knows that they look kind of fucked up. Like, they look a little scared. So the sheriff is like, okay, we'll go into that interrogation room. We'll be in there soon. Are you taking pictures of this? Yeah. Here. <laughs> it is very cute. Here. I'm going to write recording. Gio. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Giovanni, the happy bub. Mwah. The stinky bear. Silly bud. The stinky bear named Giovanni. I like how seriously he takes everything. He's like, that's fucking right. Yeah, Kiss me. You know. That's fucking right. You know. Oh. oh. Pig yawn. Kiss me till I sleep. Oh, baby. Kiss me to sleep. 
Oh my. So Hello. Eve is going to cut these lines out for like a blackmail someday. Oh, for sure. Just like out of context. So uh, they end up going into the interrogation room. The sheriff is like, just go in there. We'll be in there soon. What they don't know is that the sheriff actually also put in a, a secret recorder oh. and put it in the interrogation room and started recording them. Like so, audio, right? Yeah. Okay. So he could, I guess, hear what they had to say because in his mind, he thought that these two people were saying, we got abducted by aliens. You know, we want to like put in a report. And then when there was no one in there but them by themselves, then he would record them saying like, oh, we okay, got yeah, these I guys. The details, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get me that footage because that would be the best podcast. Like, right? <laughs> I want that footage to make my own version of like serial or like right. where they have the actual footage. I'm going to do it. Well, so apparently what ended up happening instead is that what he recorded was the two of them freaked out comparing stories but not comparing stories in a way that it, they were like corrupt like trying like to... they were like actually trying to piece it together to get still like right. you saw that right yeah yeah, yeah right, right, right. so cool. that made the sheriff department believe them and the sheriff actually was quoted saying they were upset i figured they would say we got these guys fooled mm. but the boys were upset you can't make up that kind of fear wow so so something was very wrong that was something was really wrong and the sheriff and also like I imagine in Mississippi in the 70s, like, <laughs> I imagine, like, a very conservative, like, by-the-book man is yeah. the sheriff. And he's like, well, I fucking believe Something's that. Something's wrong. Right, right, right. Gio, God damn it. <laughs> I feel like a real... He's so happy with himself right now. Are you so happy and nice and fun and sweet? Is that so nice? But that big booty. That th thunder thigh! My name's Gio. I have a thunder thigh. Okay. He's succeeding at his mission of taking over the entire now take the now take a picture oh god it was really good too because the and that's very drink was like right under his butt oh really yeah Gio. Gio. good boy okay good boy good boy giovanni oh that's such a great photo is it yeah of me just looking You're fucking just like, helpless i can't do this good boy Gio. can i give you a kiss one big kiss one big one Also, it's a nice little showcase of the creepy Roberts and clown dolls. Oh, good. You. <laughs> so good. So, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So he said, you can't make up that kind of fear. So at this point, the sheriff department was on their side. Just to double check, they also took lie detector tests Ooh. or had them take lie detector tests and they passed. But a lot of people have called bullshit saying that the polygraph operator uh, was not experienced enough mm. and probably got paid off to like make it look like they right, passed the test right, or something right. really skeptics were just trying to find ways that there was no way they passed the polygraph God, test my podcast is gonna be so good though so, <laughs> excited. they were like no but don't worry in 2019 there's gonna be someone that wants to talk about this <laughs> it's gonna be the abductable snowman serial <laughs> the good gnarly rumor the gnarly rumor serial five so uh they also went to the hospital and they also went to the nearby air force base and were tested for radiation and they Ooh. were people tried to hypnotize them uh to tell their story or to get all the details but they were too anxious and having <gasps> emotional breakdowns because oh, they didn't want to re-enter that right headspace probably so they were not able to be hypnotized okay okay many people also believed them including members of the center for ufo studies and the aerial phenomena research organization which were both like very big in the heyday <laughs> you're telling me the center of ufo research believed them wow what a shocker i know well <laughs> yeah but they like for people in there who i imagine they're very much like when i was an investigator and like you're actually supposed to be a skeptic and debunk yeah I imagine that they are supposed to be skeptics. You're telling me you were a skeptic. I don't think so. 
I was but I do get what supposed you mean. to be. But I do get what you mean. They probably have get thousands of stories a day, and it's like right. we can't just like bullshit around like oh everybody was abducted by an alien like we have right. to take certain ones seriously so many people were skeptical um including i would hope so though hi geo it's my turn huh okay come on he's over you i guess he was like i realized that i wasn't gonna get pet here, the way stinky. i wanted come here stinky oh good boy there's my bear oh is that so nice to have mommy love you so much okay i know Oh, mommy love. Yay. That's oh, so nice. Hang on a second. Wow. <laughs> we'll do like a wow. side by side. Wait, Gio. All right, just keep looking over here. Gio. Hi, baby. <laughs> Hi, good boy. I'm oh, a good boy named Giovanni. Yay. He's so happy. Oh, Gio. I'm just going to get a bajillion. One of them's bound to work precious okay. sorry eva <laughs> sorry what is that is are you looking at funko limb is that so nice okay so oh here comes olive god damn it <laughs> jesus hi olive olive's like i want fucking in on this oh god <laughs> i'm on an armchair they don't fit god, our booties are too big to fit on this chair okay oh that's so nice remember when he was an itty bitty puppy baby tiny in one hand i could hold him oh not anymore (laughs) (laughs) on one hand i can grab half of his booty cheeks his butt curtain uh so many people however although a lot of people believe them a lot of people were skeptical including a famous ufo skeptic named philip class um he said that he believed that the story was changing too much or that it was being added on to um for example hickson said that he suffered from eye injuries from the blinding light of the ufo days later mm. but the hospital had already cleared him that he was fine and with his vision uh, uh he also said that or philip class the skeptic also said that they suspiciously refused to take any additional lie detector tests after the one after the one that they passed interesting so they're like okay well maybe hi olive what do you think about aliens so like, I am an alien. I know that for sure. Look at that happy face. So uh, the general consensus. Go away. The general consensus. Oh, there's the real side of him. <laughs> I'm trying to read, man. You're going to be typing. Olive. They were. Uh, the general consensus is that they were probably like what everyone has gathered is that Hickson and Parker were probably drinking whiskey because they've already said that they had whiskey with them. Right. We were probably drinking whiskey, they dozed off while they were fishing, and then basically this became a case of sleep paralysis. Ah. So they reported that aliens even, in their experience, they even said that the aliens paralyzed them before carrying them aboard, and so they couldn't move, mm. all but their eyes could move, or only their eyes can move, the rest of their body couldn't. It does explain the, like, weird crab hands and, like, right. random... And apparently they were hallucinating a lot and that like they said there was a lot of lights and then just like how you said that these aliens were described as something that no alien has been described as right right so they think it might have been hypnagogic like Mm -hmm. wake a waking state in between being awake and asleep and all of hickson's accounts all of this were, were hickson's accounts because uh parker's account is that he passed out as soon as this all this happened like he was so shocked by the fact that he was that he saw aliens or that he saw a flying aircraft that he and just passed like, out okay, right. and has no memory of any of this. Got it. So Hickson is the one that kept saying like, 
well, you know, I saw the aliens mm. and there was this blue light and right. Uh, he also said that they the aliens were talking to them in their heads, which is another thing for sleep paralysis. Sure, sure, sure. Where it's like it doesn't sound like it's outside of your body; it sounds like it's inside your body. Right. So they think they while they were fishing, they might have just seen like a shooting star, and it made them think of a UFO, and then they fell asleep and had sleep paralysis, and then an alien came again. Right. Them. Like subconsciously, they just conjured that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so Parker says, well, I was out cold, but when I came to, I only remember bits and pieces, although a lot of people say, like, okay, well, you might just be suggestible. Right. That, like, your friend is so freaked out, and you don't remember what happened. Like, you know that light, and it's like, yeah, Yeah. I guess I saw a light. Right, So they think he might just be really suggestible. Sure. However, that being said... I mean, the guy's his, what, his landlord, his roommate, his boss, like... Oh, yeah, true. That's another good point. He's like an authority figure. Yeah, it's like, you better agree with me, or else, like, you'll lose your job Mm -hmm. or your home. Don't make me look crazy alone. Right. <laughs> so that being said, years and years and years and years later, like we're talking like almost 50 years later, oh, shit. after getting really old and having a lot of health issues, Parker eventually recounts his experience of that night. Oh, oh. So. Recounts or recants? Recounts. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought tells meant, his account. Yeah, I thought you meant like he took took it all back or something. I was like, oh, no. Well, then I guess recounts slash recants. You'll find out. Oh, okay. So. He says what happened, because remember, up until now, like 40 plus years, Parker's been unconscious. That's been the story that we've been telling everyone. So uh, Parker says that they were fishing between the US-90 bridge and the CSX railroad bridge. However, both bridges had people working the bridge that night and do not corroborate that they saw anything. Mm. But he says that they were fishing between the two bridges he saw hazy blue lights and thought that cops were coming near them because maybe they were trespassing. Right. But it didn't seem like cop cars that were out in the distance. And he ended up discovering that it was a large oval-shaped UFO mm. that was about 10 feet tall and was floating two feet off the ground. Uh-oh. He said that the light was blinding and that three gray creatures with wrinkled skin glided off of the ship nah. and towards them. He says that two of the three grabbed Hickson while only one grabbed him. And when they got grabbed, they became paralyzed everywhere except their eyes. So they were able to see everything but could not act. They were given a thorough exam with apparently some machine that looked like an eyeball. Ooh. And they were told through telepathy to not be afraid. Okay. Parker also says that although he mentions those main three that were like gray wrinkled skin creatures... There was a fourth one that looked more human-like and looked very feminine, with bigger eyes. Really? Interesting. Apparently, she was the one that did the most thorough exam, Mm -hmm. and that they were both on sloped tables, and they were placed in multiple positions so that this eye could examine them from different angles. Ew. And this fourth, more human-like feminine creature injected a needle into the base of the underside of his penis. And you were like, oh, this is much less than you think it is. Because for some reason, I would imagine that would be the highlight of this story. And I only found it in one of about 20 articles. So I don't know how accurate this is. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's the worst. That's but it's probing. also Absolutely not. It's also something I couldn't find anywhere else except one story. So, so we're not elaborating. Is that what you're saying? We're not elaborating. Got it. Um, and also, also, we don't like this. <laughs> And I mean, I know because it's an alien story, we're saying allegedly, but like, because this is also, this was such a a minute description Yeah. out of all the stories I read about this, I'm going to say like double allegedly. Like I... Right. It wasn't even corroborated within the 
right main storyline yeah okay, got it, got it's it. just a fact that i thought obviously i should put in. well obviously for sure so they were then returned to the riverbank and uh hickson was on the ground conscious but parker himself was standing and unable to put his arms down as if they were like stuck Ooh. out Ooh. um like up to the side right i think out to the okay. side it just said his arms were out he Yuck. could not put them down he then said that the craft just disappeared and he was terrified and he didn't want anyone to know what happened because I guess he felt embarrassed or ashamed or he just think he was afraid to feel crazy or he didn't know Someone what happened. stuck a needle in his penis? Yeah. Ugh. An alien, no less. And so yeah. I think he just didn't know sure. even how to explain it. Sure. So he just wanted to forget it. But Hickson was like, we have to tell somebody. And so he was the one that demanded that they call the sheriff's office. Got it. Okay. So they were probably discussing all that as they were drinking a lot of whiskey. Yes, as you would for sure. And they agreed that they would tell officials uh, that asked that Parker passed out and didn't remember anything because oh. he didn't want anyone he to didn't know. Want to share his story. He didn't want to deal with it, and so he thought they thought the best way to just have people not ask is if you just say you were unconscious the whole remember. time. And then he ended up. It was really sad. He said later he was like, "I just wanted to forget about it, and I had plans to get married, and I didn't want anyone in her family to think I was crazy." <gasps> So oh, just like, so his first thought is like, I still want to be. He just wants to get married and left alone. Oh my god. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you get married for like the 15th million Shut time up. <laughs> in Austria. So uh, Parker said that behind closed doors, even though everyone, they all, they both like maintained that he was unconscious. Right. When he was alone, he was terrified that he had been infected by alien beings or he was radioactive and he could hurt other people. Oh. And so after the interrogation room where they were recorded and the sheriff believed them, after that interrogation, he threw away the clothes and shoes he was wearing and he took a bath in bleached water because uh, he just wanted to be. I don't know if that's the way to do it, but OK. He just wanted to be done with it all. He's like, he, I want to be healthy. Pour some bleach into this. Right. He also believes that he was probably drugged by the creatures because he says that afterwards he had the effects of uh, something that would make him really loopy. They roofied him. He felt he felt roofy. Alien roofies. Yeah. He said that he was left unable to move. He couldn't really remember much. He felt yeah. nauseous later. He, so he thinks that Ugh. something might have just been put in his drink, but he doesn't also really remember drinking anything except whiskey. I mean, they did stick needles in him, so. True. They had puncture. Maybe they just. Yeah, they had puncture wounds IVs. on their arms um oh god this is sick and so this is really long but this is an entire quote from parker about his oh, account okay so i know i just told you the whole story but this is i found this in another article where this was right after i guess parker was like in his 60s now because he was 19 when this happened but he got it he's in his 60s now he just had a, a stroke and two heart surgeries oh bud and so this was like a once in a blue moon interview where he decided he like just wanted to get it's it all time. out yeah so this was a quote from that article. Oh, cool. So he, and also the grammar is uh, Deep South. Got it. So you're going to do it in an accent. No, but <laughs> I am going to not be grammatically correct. Great. The entire time. Wow, that's new. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Very just kidding. true. All right. He says, I seen three bulky looking creatures coming towards us. They was probably four, four and a half to five feet tall, built like football players. I noticed they kind of moved mechanical wise and they were floating off the ground. Mm. By the time we stood up and turned around, they was there on us all at one time. Two of them got a hold of Charlie. One of them got a hold of myself and I instantly just got relaxed. Mm. 
There was what I would call an examination room, and there was something about the size of a deck of cards that came out of the ceiling, and it hovered about a foot in front of my eyes, and then it went on the right side of my head, and it clicked, went behind my head and clicked, went to the left side of my head and clicked, and then straight to the front, and then it shot back into the ceiling. like a CAT scan. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, too. Weird. And then shot back into the ceiling. Um, And that's when I heard some ruffling noises, and this more feminine-looking creature come out. She looked completely different from what I would call the robots. And the other, this other one was kind of feminine. Mm. She had regular fingers and came over and pinched me on the cheek. And then she took her finger and ran it down my throat and got it behind that thing that hangs down back there. So like your Wait, uvula. down. Oh, I thought you meant like down his neck, like literally into his she mouth. She had regular <gasps> fingers and came over and pinched me on the cheek. And then she took her finger and ran it down my throat as in like oh, in the oh, mouth and down the throat. Oh, absolutely not. This is way worse. And quote, got it behind that thing that hangs down back there. The punching back. The punching back. <laughs> and tried to come up in my nasal cavity. Forget it. And that's when it started hurting. Oh, forget it. And I started choking and I got scared and she telepathically told me, don't be afraid. We aren't going to hurt you. I'd be like, bitch, you're hurting me. Get, Yo, what, wait, get out. That's you're, a lot of talk. You're lying as it's happening. It's <laughs> a lot of sticking your fucking <clears throat> fingers in my nasal cavity. So anyway, that is one of the Wowza. quotes from him, which I also, beyond that interview, could not find that information anywhere. So like, it's weird how he mentioned the thing about his penis one time, but yeah. then he also mentioned this thing about his uvula and nasal cavity. So like, this is such a like patchwork pieces. job. I yeah. like can't figure out. What's real? What's not? Can you imagine though, like your grandpa is like on his death, not on his death, but like very sick and frail and older. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then this alien stuck her finger down my throat. And it's then like, up through my nose. What? And he's like this Southern, like he's no just... nonsense guy. Can you imagine? I mean, oh. I would be so thrown by that. But those stories are always the best when it's yeah. told by a non, a no nonsense Someone guy. who's never talked about alien stories. Because it's life. not even like the way that they say it is different because the way they do tell the story is so much different because you can tell they even don't believe it's happening. Right. But just comes off so much eerier because it's like shouldn't be said because yeah. like it's coming from someone who would never say it at all. It. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so within weeks of this happening, it somehow leaked through their job that they had been abducted. And even though they wanted it to remain quiet, they had already talked to the police. The mm. police had made them go to the hospital. They had already been hypnotized by people. They'd already been taken to the Air Force mm. Base to get uh, sure. checked for radiation. Probably a small town. Small town. So, like, eventually people just kind of found out. And pretty immediately uh, they were getting reporters reaching out to them nonstop. Of course. So within weeks... Hickson was uh, asked to be on the Johnny Carson and Dick Cavett late night talk shows. Oh, um, the L.A. Times and Rolling Stone had sent reporters. And Damn. within the one week, the sheriff's department had logged over 3000 phone calls oh from different reporters God. around the world. And uh, Hickson actually ended up writing a book called The UFO Contact at Pascagoula. Wow. And he that was in 1983, I think. So by the 80s, he was, like, well-known in the UFO community as someone who had really experienced some wild shit. Sure. And the whole time he maintained that, like, Parker was unconscious. Which is, like, snitches get stitches. Like, he really hung for in there for his bro. He's, he's like, even though this would make my story much more believable yeah. if he corroborated. Yep. like He was like, nope. He said he didn't want to. He wanted to get married. Yep. I hope he loves his marriage. I hope he's happy. hope he loves that <laughs> wife of his. That is crazy. So then 44 years later, Parker ends up writing his own book, and that was the beginning of 
him telling his own story, which a lot of the accounts came oh. that I just said came like 44 years later when he finally wrote a book and started being willing he to did talk write about a it. Book. Interesting. Okay. So, and that came out for, I mean, probably very recently, it I think 2015 ish. Right? Oh, wow. So do you know what it's called? I did. And then I think I erased it by accident. But if you look up, um, what's, what's his first name? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I'm sure if you just type, if you, I mean, pa- Pascajula abduction, Parker, right? Parker's just type in pass. Good luck typing in Pascajula. Yeah. See if you can do it. <laughs> and, uh, so he ended up writing his own book and that's when he started being more open about interviews. And that's why I think a lot of the information is so patchy because it literally all just came out within like the last five years. Wow. So it's like kind of in different Making places. Way to the, yeah. Wow. Okay. So like Hickson's story is so much easier to corroborate and to like at least find on Google because there's like literally 40 plus years of his right. story. Well, and they were sending reporters way back when already. So. And he was so, uh, he was so open to being like famous in the community. He answered everyone's questions. Right. So like, there's a lot more about him, but Parker, I think is more interesting because no one knew about any of this totally. until not too long ago. Totally. So Hickson claimed that he actually, and this is when he was like, he was really well known in the UFO community. He claimed that after this event, he had additional encounters with aliens, alleging that, quote, the aliens told them they were peaceful mm. and that they, he had nothing to worry about and they weren't going to hurt him. And so anytime they ever did reach out to him again, they just said, we're very peaceful. We're peaceful. Wow. Which, like, I feel like if you say it enough times, people just stop believing you. They're if, like, there's a reason you keep, uh... I feel like if you say you're peaceful over and over, <laughs> you're probably lying. It's like, like, if when people say, like, I, I'm not one to gossip, but... It's yeah. like, okay. It's like, mm, love her to death, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bitch. Um, so then Parker ended up later on, like, forever later, corroborated that 20 years after they were abducted, he also was in contact with the same aliens, again... So just like oh, how, Parker was. Yeah. Oh, so just shit. like how Hickson said this and like never really had anyone to back him up on it. Parker later was like, yeah, 20 years after it happened, I also wow. experienced and encounters I assume with Hickson them again. has passed by now. So he didn't probably. Hickson he died around. in 2011. So oh. I think I think probably right around when he died. I think that's when Parker decided he wanted to start telling his story. Oh, interesting. So Parker claims that he came in contact with the exact same UFO with the exact same aliens. Oh, shit. 20 years later. This time when he saw the craft, he actually voluntarily walked on board and <laughs> he, okay. uh, he saw the same feminine being that examined his body and she spoke in English. And this was a quote, an exact quote from this interview. They, sh- uh, the feminine looking being said, quote, they shared the same God with us and that the Bible was an authentic text and that her species wanted to live on Earth, but could not due to humanity's tendency towards war and destruction. <laughs> so, I don't know what that means. Mm, interesting. Apparently... They shared the same god as us. Aren't there many of those on this I, Earth? Apparently they... Were, yeah, good point. Also, apparently they just were studying them to because out of, like, jealousy? So, like, because they wanted to be humans? I don't they know. So they want to be humans? Well, they like they wanted to join Earth and become Earthlings, but they couldn't because of humanity's tendency. They're like y'all are tendency. too fucked up. Y- y'all are too violent and dangerous and Damn, mean to each wanna, other. We wanna, we really wanna come over, but well, we would love to. We would love to, but, but love her to love you to death. But. Love you to death, but I got somewhere to be. But we're peaceful. Also. But also the Bible's real. We're also peaceful. Put your penis away. We're peaceful. We're peaceful. We're peaceful. Gross. So uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is that the sheriff did end up getting curious about everything that they said 
and tried to do some of his own research, and he was able to find that there were several sightings of unexplained lights and hazy blue lights among the same tree lines all along the coast the two really? nights the two nights before Hickson and Parker ended up going to him and saying oh, they were abducted. So people saw it. So there's four different stories that I could find. One was of a woman that said she and others saw a flaming object fly along the river. Oh. Um, and this is her quote. She said, it started out upriver at about the US-90 bridge, which was one uh -huh. of the bridges there by. And it came down to the beach, always over the river. It was just above the tree line and disappeared when it reached the beach. It lasted three to four seconds. But in that time, the object traveled more than a mile. Wow. So more than a mile in like four seconds. Uh, it flew over the spot where Hickson and Parker said they were abducted. It had flames all over it moving clockwise, not like a reentry trail, and the object moved parallel to the river. I was going to say, if it's moving horizontally, that's so yeah. weird. It's not like a shooting star. Yeah, it's like spitting. Ugh, weird. Creepy. So that was one. Another one, another uh, report that he found of unexplained lights was this guy named Mike who said that he was on Route 90. And he saw an object like a large tambourine with small flashing lights cross the freeway, mm. hovering over the tree line and then disappearing. Mm. And then there was a couple named Maria and Jerry. And they said, quote, I was looking at the sky and I noticed a blue light in the sky over where they say they were fishing. It started moving and it seemed like it was following along the Pascajula River. And I just seen the lights on it. It was just going back and forth. Sometimes it would just sit there. It went on for 20 to 25 minutes. Wow. Okay. We heard this loud thumping splash in the river. I looked over the side of the pier and that's when I thought I saw a person in the river with mm. them. It looked like a person, but there was definitely something different about it. I thought it was a person, but now I think it was an alien. It was exactly what Parker described it was. Oh, creep. So she literally saw this happening. So she saw someone else in the water with them immediately after seeing this UFO for like a half an hour hovering over them. So like supposedly she saw, ostensibly she saw the actual abduction. abduction right. Okay. Yeah. She saw like minutes before the abduction. Woof. Okay. And then finally there's a woman named Judy who says, we were at a red light and we were basically sitting on the railroad track. I saw some lights and I wasn't sure what I was looking at because it was so far away. It didn't make noise, but it had bright, bright lights. It got closer. It was hovering. It was kind of a saucer or a disc shape with a rounded top. And when we saw it coming towards us, the radio started sounding like it was running through all the stations on its own and our car went dead. Oh, After oh, oh all the stations. Oh, 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 so spooky. After it passed over the car, the craft shot straight up at a rate of speed I'd never seen and disappeared. Mm. So that's four of apparently many reports that he had gotten within the, la the first like 48 hours before the abduction. And then all these people, he ended up asking, like, why didn't you come forward when you found out about this massive abduction? Why didn't you say, like, oh, yeah, I saw those lights? And all these people were like, we didn't want to look crazy. Wow. So. But they reported these before the incident. Right. So they were already on record. They were already on record, but wow. they were like, how come when we right. were telling all these stories, why didn't you. You didn't step forward. And... Yeah. When we were looking for help, why didn't you do wow. anything? That is wild. But so anyway, that's the whole story. Oh my god, that is spooky though. Yep. So that's the Pascajula abduction. And that's where probing came from? Uh, that was like the first time that probing was taken is seriously probing in a story. probing this penis shot? No, because that was more of an injection. Yeah. I think the maybe the puncture wound in their arm. I think they assumed uh... that something probed them. Because it was in the same spot on both their arms. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. But anyway. That is... Bananas, B A N A N A S. Someone oh yeah, tweeted us today to please do that next time. That's B A N A N A S for sure.
The shit is bananas. So anyway, that is my story of the Pascajula abduction. That is disturbing deeply, deeply to my soul. It's gnarly. It's a gnarly rumor. It's a gnarly rumor. Yikes. Let's hope it's a fucking rumor because I don't like to live knowing that that might happen. Right. To your penis. (laughs) To my penis. No. Don't probe me. Don't probe me, bro. (laughs) Don't probe me, bro. (laughs) Okay. Come on, bro. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. So this is a story. About a girl. No, I do this every time. Named Lucky. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the story of John Christie. John Christie. Oh, how do I know that name? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you'll recognize the story. Maybe I didn't I know it. I didn't know it. Um, it was suggested by Lauren via email like ages ago, but I found an old Google spreadsheet thingy. Love so it. Who knows if they even listen anymore, but. Sorry, Lauren. Lauren, that might be you if you <laughs> I hope your ears in. are ringing somewhere. <laughs> right. A million years ago. Um, cool. So, ready, friend? I am. This is the story of John Christie, born April 8th, 1899. Oh. Near Halifax in the... In Nova Scotia? No. Oh, damn it! In, I knew you would maybe think that. In the West Riding of Yorkshire, so in England. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. (laughs) That's fine. It's not Canadian, but it's fine. Fine. You don't want this person to be from Canada, so... Okay. Okay, fair. That makes me love it more. I think it's okay. Uh, he was the sixth of seven children. Um, Yowza. He, yes. He had a rough relationship with his dad, who was apparently a carpet designer. 
okay. It's funny. I would never even think that there is that job, but there is that job. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to design the carpet. It didn't just show up having a bunch of beautiful stuff on it. Yeah, like someone had to place the petals there and the the Persian petal flower. I don't know. Yeah. Persian rug? <sighs> I have uh, a rug from Ikea. Cool. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Me too. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just wanted to be involved. Ikea rug design. That's literally me at a party, by the way. I'll hear one word and fucking run with it. And I was like, okay, rug, 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 rug. And I was like, I have a hey, rug from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so, shocker, not shocker. The carpet designer dad was uh, uppity and distant. <laughs> uppity and distant. Sure. And would punish his children for the smallest offenses. On March 24th, this was written by british people so it says 24 march on the 20 on the on the march on the of 24th Eve. on march 24th 1911 his grandfather died um in the family home after a long illness and john later said that seeing his grandfather's body laid out on a trestle table gave him a feeling of power and well-being oh my yikes no 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 uh growing up his friends would call him and he was 12 at that point so mm. not a good start no <laughs> Um, it gets worse because growing up, his friends would call him a queer lad who kept to himself, was not very popular. Oh, okay. Uh, so he had a lifelong problem with impotence. Mm. His first attempts at sex were, this is not my word, it is the word on the internet, failures. And he was branded Reggie No Dick and wow. Can't Do It Christy. Wow. Throughout his teenage years. So. Can't do it Christy. having a rough time, my friends. Not not at all my place, but do we know what those failures were? Because I'm confused. Yeah, like he couldn't get it up. Oh, okay. I heard impotence and I was like, oh, so he just can't get girls pregnant. But then oh. it was like, oh, but he has no dick. But then I was like, oh, but he... <laughs> it was like, sounds like a lot of several oh, individual failures. I forgot failures. to tell you. So there was this whole alien thing and they stuck a needle in oh, it. It was called probing. He got I probed. See. It's the whole thing. I see. I see. Does I that see. explain it? Yes. Can't <laughs> okay. get it up, Christy. Finally. Finally. Can't do it, Christy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, right. So he couldn't perform, let's I say, it. in bed. Um, and so he developed this nickname, these nicknames, and got mocked sure. a lot. So at age 18, John enlisted in the army. And that June, he was, this is just a weird, like, I don't know how much it applies. Well, actually, it does end up applying. Um, that June, he was injured in a mustard gas attack during the war. Oh. And spent a month in a military hospital. He claimed that the attack left him blind and mute for several years, mm. uh, as well as permanently unable to speak above a whisper for the rest of his life. Although it was later argued that his inability to talk above a whisper was a psychological effect rather than a lasting actual, like, physical toxic effect from the gas. Oh, okay. Because he was later diagnosed with an underlying personality disorder that caused him to exaggerate or feign illness as a ploy to get attention and sympathy. Mm. So, like Munchausen's, basically. I know that was Got like, it. so many words, but essentially they're saying, even at age 18, like, he was already lying about, like, he was just full of it got it um john christie uh married ethel simpson um after he was discharged from the army they got married may 10th 1920 and his problems with impotence remained uh so he regularly visited sex workers because they were the only ones that he could perform sure. with got it he was also during this time convicted of several crimes uh, mostly like petty crimes he had started, weirdly enough, started a job as a postal worker, which 
there are a lot of weird parallels from the story and the one we just recorded last week for mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. So he's a postal worker, same as Diane Downs. Um, and his first conviction was for stealing money orders. So he was just stealing cash like from the mail. And around this time, he and Ethel split and he just kind of continued on his little crime spree. After some smaller convictions, John was convicted of assaulting a woman he was living with named Maud Cole. He hit her over the head with a cricket bat. Oh, my God. Uh, almost killed her. Yeah. And, yeah. Not good. Um, and that was kind of the start of, like, that was, like, the first, like, violent thing he was convicted of. Mm. Um, it was mostly before that, like, petty crime. So after 10 years of separation, so there's a 10-year span where he's just, like, pulling, like, little shit. Um, after 10 years of separation, John and Ethel reunited. Oh, love story for That's the ages. That's great. Do you think they both separated and they were like, nah, well. Yeah, this ought to happen. Can't do better, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is just written in the stars. I guess we're meant to be. Um, right. <laughs> after 10 years of separation, John and Ethel reunited um, in 1934, and he gave up his life of petty crime for her. Oh, thank God. What a good guy. What a mensch. What a mensch. However, the key word is petty crime, because he gave up petty crime and began a life <laughs> of very, very not petty crime. <laughs> Great. He went from, like, petty crime to be like, mm, I'll go for the really fucked up stuff now. Yeah. He's graduated. Love it. Uh, A.K.A. murder. So, here we go. John Christie committed his murders over a 10-year period between 1943 and 1953. So, he okay. was ages 44 to 54. Um, John's first victim was a 21-year-old Austrian munitions worker named Ruth First, who supplemented her income by occasionally engaging in sex work. Mm -hmm. Uh, John claimed to have met Ruth while she was soliciting clients, and he invited her back to his house because his beautiful wife, Ethel, was away visiting relatives. Mm, So why not? Sure. Uh, They had sex, and he impulsively strangled her on (gasps) his bed with a length of rope. What? Okay. Then, I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> I was like, I just told you she murdered her. I but don't know. It is shocking. Yeah. Whether you're prepared or not. Sure. It is deeply. I think it would mean something worse if I wasn't affected uh, by agreed, it. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. If I was like, mm-hmm. This okay. is how I react when I read it on Wikipedia and I do this every day for a living now. So, right. Right. Yeah. You're right. Like the day we're really just not surprised or shocked at all. Right. Is maybe a bad day. Um. So then he stowed her body beneath the floorboards of his living room. And uh, then later, the following evening, uh, took her out of the floorboards and buried her in the back garden. Oh, good. The floorboards just weren't enough. It <laughs> was just not. a temporary holder. I can just picture him sitting in the kitchen like, mm, what to do? What to do? Yeah. Yeah. Do I like it there? It's like you get a new, literally like a new fucking rug. It's like throwing a dart at a map and being like, ah, that'll do. There it is. Yeah. It's like, do I like the way the couch is situated? Yeah. Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. Um, the following year, he found new employment as a clerk at an Acton radio factory, hmm. where he met his second victim, a colleague named Muriel Amelia Eady. On October 7th, 1944, he, this is terrible, he invited her back to his flat slash apartment, mm-hmm. for all you uncultured swine out there. Me. Me. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, his flat, with the promise that he had concocted a special mixture that could cure her, cure her bronchitis. Mm. so he basically she had this like never-ending cough sound familiar it does and i'm kind of scared about what, what notes you're you? picking up what <laughs> tips what you're picking up in your couscous <laughs> <laughs> what was in my artisanal cream soda <laughs> artisanal. oh god um yeah so he promised her he had something that could heal her bronchitis um so she was like fine i'll try it 
and went back to his place. So he said, inhale this mixture from a jar. And it had a tube inserted in the top. So she was to put her mouth on it Mm. and inhale it. And the mixture was called Friar's Balsam. And it actually is something that was used to cure bronchitis and asthma. Oh, okay. So at the very least, he started off. He started right. Really strong. Um, But then as soon as she began breathing it in, and I think it was like a really strong smell. So it would Uh be something that she like recognized. So it wouldn't Mm -hmm. like throw her off. So as soon as she began breathing it in um, from the tube, John inserted a second tube into the jar that was connected to a gas tap. Good. Great. Uh, As she continued breathing, uh, she began to inhale coal gas, which has a carbon monoxide content of 15%. And so she was very quickly rendered unconscious. Mm -hmm. Uh, John then raped her, then strangled her. And once she had died, uh, he buried her body alongside Ruth's in the back garden. Mm, okay well at least he's he's putting them all in the same spot i'm noticing yeah he doesn't like those floorboards anymore during easter of 48 timothy evans and his wife beryl Uh, (laughs) i never said it out loud until now moving on quickly before that becomes a tangent beryl oh i guess we're there Beryl, I did not occur to because I'm reading it. It's spelled B-E-R-Y-L, so it's like Cheryl with a oh. B. But when I said it out loud, it really sounds like a fucking fish barrel. <laughs> like I didn't realize. It that. sounds exactly like a like a barrel. Yeah, wife, you're right. His wife Beryl. He's like this Cheryl is my Beryl. wife, and everyone's like, "No, bud, that's a barrel." But oh, we'll let you have it. It's like, okay, are you a pirate? Is <laughs> that are you working at a shipyard? Your barrels. You guys look. You two look very happy. Right. You look very happy, you and your barrel. I bet you love each other very much. Stop it. I won't. It is spelled so B-E-R-Y-L. So like Cheryl with a B. Or like shooting fish in a barrel. I don't sure. know. Sure. So his wife Meryl. Like Meryl Streep. Barrel like Streep. right. Barrel Streep. Streep. Yes. Uh, they, right. Now it makes sense. Right. It clicked. It Everyone clicked. else is like, oh, I get it. Everyone else is like, I got it when you fucking said barrel one time. <laughs> Oh, boy. So Timothy and his wife moved into the top floor flat of John and Ethel's building. Uh, Beryl. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. B. Let's call her B. B. B uh, gave birth that October to their daughter, Geraldine. Beraldine. Uh, Beraldine. Stop. That's so bad. Beraldine. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I thought about it. I know. Wow. Uh. God. Okay. In late 1949, Timothy Evans informed police that his wife was dead. Mm. A police search of the property failed to find her body, but a later search revealed the bodies of both B and her daughter, oh. as well as a 16-week male fetus. Oh no! In an outdoor wash house on the property. Oh, that sucks. Uh, B's body had been wrapped twice, first in a blanket and then a tablecloth. Oh my God! The postmortem revealed that both mother and daughter had been strangled. And that Beryl Evans had been physically assaulted before her death as evidenced by facial bruising. So she had been alive Shit. when she was assaulted. Timothy claimed that John had killed his wife in a botched abortion. But police question police questioning eventually produced a confession from Timothy saying he did it, killed his own wife and daughter. Mm. However, the alleged confession may have been fabricated by the police and the statement appears contrived and artificial doesn't match like he originally said oh yeah i know where the body is it's here and like that's not where it was so right think of like making a murderer where like 
it's sort of like they were feeding him information to Got say it. back to them as a confession, quote unquote. Sure. Like coercion. Um, and so it especially seems phony uh, because as soon as he was arrested, he withdrew his confession and said, listen, I didn't actually do it. Like he was being questioned and he admitted to it, but he didn't actually do it. Gotcha. Um, and said John Christie did it. However, Evans was put on trial for the murder of his daughter and was found guilty and hanged at Pentonville Prison on March 5th, 1950. Damn. So he was convicted of it. Got it. Uh, police were later criticized for the poor mishandling of the case. Oh. Shocker. Uh, especially because in their search of the property, they had somehow missed the other two bodies, as in Ruth amazing. and Muriel. Horribly amazing. There in the garden. And the garden itself was like 16 by 14 feet. So it was not a big garden. But somehow they had dug up the garden, just like not. Just missed the exact part yeah. of a body. Okay. They were like, oh, someone's buried in this yard, but we're not going to like check out the rest let's of it. not dig it up let's not we don't want to ruin the petunias right the petunias oh not the pet, not the petunias that's how british people talk <laughs> oh don't at me okay okay uh ruth and muriel muriel who had been buried there in fact this is pretty fucking nuts one uh so he had a fence surrounding the garden and one of the fence posts was actually a femur oh <gasps> from one of the bodies from either oh. muriel or ruth's body and they just didn't even notice Oh. Like, it's just bad. Um, yeah. So they were, like, oh, no. wildly mishandling this whole case. Um, wow. And, yeah, the fence had broken, so he fucking used a literal femur bone to Get the prop it up. Out. Isn't that disturbing? He was like, I need to fix this gate. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, it's not really the knee. It's the leg. <laughs> well. Whatever. It's a hilarious joke. Let everyone absorb that one real no, quick. No. It's not humorous. <laughs> hey! okay that 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 one was good though thanks you're welcome um right so there was clearly no systematic search of the crime scene since they didn't even find the fucking bone um standing up right or any of the human remains in the garden he which would have obviously pointed to john as the murderer Mm -hmm. he even later admitted so john later admitted after everything went down that his dog had actually unearthed muriel's skull shortly after the police were there so like oh good the dog was like oh i found a skull but like the police didn't even notice that there was a mound with a body under it casual um he threw the skull into an abandoned bomb out bombed out house in nearby saint mark's road so that's what he did with that um her femurs on the fence and her head's in a abandoned house he's on the fence about her femur i don't know god it's not even funny i'm just trying and it's exploding kind of like that bomb shelter with the skull in it god damn it em i'm sorry just keep going i'm sorry just keep going no i'm trying to come up with something keep it to your no to be a to be a or not to be no that was stupid Mm. Mm. yeah we're failing now uh well I don't know. Let's just move on. I give up. It'll come back to me later. Okay. Patella Fitzgerald. Nope. <gasps> Wait <laughs> a minute, though. Patella okay. Fitzgerald. Get out. That's the fucking pun that I come up with? God damn it. Okay. So, I'm super fun. Super glad that we had some joking times, because it just gets way worse. Great. Um. Here we go. If police had conducted a proper investigation like they should have, the lives of four other women could have been spared. So that should give you a little taste of what is to come. Nearly three years passed after the trial without incident, after Timothy had been hanged. 
Uh-huh. And that's when some new tenants started to move into the apartment building. Uh, they were primarily black immigrants from the West Indies, which obviously horrified the Christies. I can't Can imagine. You eat? Not the petunias. Not the petunias. <laughs> Not my patella. Not my patella. Fitzgerald. <laughs> fucking stupid. So stupid. Uh, who, okay, so they regarded them as inferior, disliked living with them. These two sound like winners. No. But Absolutely yeah. Absolutely not. But no. No. John successfully negotiated with lawyers to have excuse. The, the lawyer's firm was called Poor Man's Lawyer. Get out of here. <laughs> Back then they didn't mince words. They just fucking they were like, went for it. It's like, we know what you are and you know what we are. It is what it is. There's no hiding. Um, cool. So he negotiated with lawyers to have, so that he and his wife could have exclusive use of the back garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ostensibly, it was to separate himself from his neighbors, but obviously. They mean osteo. Osteo-sibly. It was to separate himself from his neighbors, but obviously it was because that was his cool burial ground. It was just a cemetery. Yes, for him. And obviously also so no one would find them. Right. Right. On the morning of December 14th, 1952, John Christie strangled his wife Ethel in bed. She had been, last been seen in public two days earlier. Uh, John started to invent several stories to explain his wife's disappearance, including that she had rheumatism and or that she was visiting her relatives in various cities. He was unemployed at this point, so to support himself, he sold Ethel's wedding ring, watch, and furniture. Mm-hmm. On January 26th, he forged his wife's, of 1953, he forged his wife's signature and emptied her bank account. Uh, be- which is interesting that she had a separate bank account back in that. How much, do you know how much they had? No. But it's interesting that she had her own bank account that he had to, like, forge. Like, even though they were married, they didn't, yeah. he didn't have access to Especially it. Especially which... in the, like, 40s, 50s. Yeah. That did, hmm. It's very interesting. Between January 19th and March 6th, 1953, John Christie murdered three more women. Uh, their names were Kathleen Maloney, Rita Nelson, and Hectorina McClellan. So how many does that make now? That is six. Eight, seven, no, eight. Seven? Seven. Well, it, it depends on it, like, because there's the fe- the baby fetus, the baby, mm, and the mom. Gotcha. Wait, no, so more. Sorry. So <laughs> That's eight. Na- eight? Okay. Because <laughs> there were two before that, the sex worker mm. and, the, and, the, and the bronchitis. Right. I okay. wonder if he was just so annoyed with her cough that he was like, I'll Can fix you relate? It. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Probably. Read this artisanal soda. I know. Um, okay. Kathleen Maloney was a sex worker that he had invited back to his home. So that was like his usual MO. Rita Nelson was from Belfast, was visiting her sister when she met John. She was six months pregnant at the time of her murder. Uh, then John met Hectorina McLellan at a cafe where she was visiting with her boyfriend, Alex Baker. All three of them. So Hectorina, her boyfriend, Alex and John met on separate occasions. Like they kind of became friends. Um, and they were looking for a new place to live. So he's like, oh, why don't you stay at my house? Oh, boy. My wife is busy, so you can, li- she's, you can live in her house. She'll be, she won't be around. Don't Just worry. Don't look in the garden. Uh, on another occasion, uh, so they started hanging out. John met Hectorina on her own, said, hey, why don't you come hang out at my place? This was after they'd moved out. Like, oh, come back to the old stomping grounds. And he got her back to the house and murdered her. Excellent. Uh, excellent. So this is how he did it. For the murders of his final three victims, Christie modified his gassing technique, which now I'm kind Ugh. of 
yeah terrible great now i'm linking back to that story where he was had a mustard gas attack and then he claimed he like ruined his right vision and shit so i don't know if that's related but or the the bronchitis inhaling and yeah. using the gas there yeah yeah mm. weird um so he modified his technique that he had used on muriel uh, he used a rubber tube connected to the gas pipe in the kitchen, and then he closed it off with a bu- literal binder clip. Oh, okay. And then he would seat his victims in the kitchen, release the clip on the tube, and let the gas leak into the room. Once they became drowsy enough, he would strangle them with a length of rope. Uh, as he did with Muriel, John raped his last three victims, both before and after he died. Awful. Or they died, I'm sorry. Terribly Awful. Uh, after their deaths, the victims were then wrapped in blankets and stowed in a small alcove behind the kitchen wall. Oh, okay. Uh, the entrance of which he covered with wallpaper. Great. So it was like a literal alcove, and then he just kind of like... Patched Yay. it up. <laughs> yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He moved out of his apartment two weeks later, just left him in the wall. Oh, okay. The landlord allowed an upstairs tenant to use John's kitchen while they were looking for a new tenant. Oh, boy. And the tenant, this poor guy, tried to screw some brackets into the wall and was like, that's weird. There's only wallpaper here. Great. Why is this literally as thin as paper? <laughs> this new wall that just appeared. Uh, he peeled back the wallpaper and found the bodies of Kathleen Maloney, Rita Nelson, and Hectorina McClellan. Can you imagine? No. Truly fucking terrible. Oh, my God. You're like, yes, I get to use the empty kitchen. Yeah. Fuck. Terrible. And of that asshole guy that, like, hated you and was, like, literally right. called the poor man's lawyer to get you out of... Ugh. What an asshole. Um, so, obviously, the neighbor called the police, and a citywide search for John began. He was found pretty quickly, um, within the week, wandering by the river, and was arrested. Why don't aliens abduct this guy? Like, what? I know. How come it's always good people? Yeah. Probe this guy. <laughs> uh, at first, he only admitted to the murders of the women in the alcove. Only, mm-hmm. only the women in the alcove because uh, he couldn't get out of it but when they informed him that they had found skeletons in his back garden oh well fucking finally they, found out. they were probably so proud too <laughs> uh he confessed to their murders as well the only murder he didn't readily admit to was the murder of geraldine the baby but it's speculated that that was to protect his reputation among inmates while he was in jail so that Got he wasn't it. like a child killer sure that would give you a much worse lot among yeah, yeah. the other inmates uh, John Christie was tried only for the murder of his wife, Ethel. His trial began on June 22nd, 1953, in the same court in which Timothy Evans had been tried and convicted uh, for the murder of his wife only three years earlier, which now they knew he was innocent because this guy just fucking admitted to it. Right. But it was obviously too late because they hanged him. Oh, well. Well, whoopsies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John um, pleads insanity. Surprise. Of course uh hysteria i want to be like he's insane but like not that ins- yeah hysteria is a good one uh he claims to have a poor memory of the events so oh does he he's like i don't remember well that's convenient it's hazy it's hazy he said he did them all but the, it's hazy memory yeah um, a doctor testified that john oh had a hysterical personality hysteria you knew it which nowadays is actually rebranded as histrionic personality disorder oh i see so it literally had hysterical personality and i clicked the link and it went to histrionic so mm. i guess they're similar uh so the doctor said he's not insane he's basically just a psychopath sociopath got it whichever one uh the jury found john guilty after only 85 minutes he was hanged on july 15th by the same executioner who had hanged timothy evans oh yikes wow his final words i don't know his final do they do that over there i don't know his final words were a complaint that his nose itched. Great. 
Well, a lot more is about to hurt in a second. The executioner assured him that, quote, it won't bother you for long. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, All told, John had eight known victims. So finally someone did the math. Yeah. However, it was later revealed that he... Okay, wow. He collected pubic hair from his victims. And that that discovery led to speculation that he was responsible for more murders because some of those weren't collections. Yeah, didn't match. Got it. Like the known victims. Right. Very weird. Uh, An author named John Eddowes wrote a book called The Two Killers of Rillington Place, which is the apartment building, um, in 95, which suggested that because John worked um, during the war as a special police constable, he would have had access to a lot of people and ways to cover Mm. up his tracks. So this author thinks that he maybe killed many more people. Um, But then another historian said it's unlikely because it would have meant deviating from his MO, which was to kill people in his house. Right. So maybe in other houses? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is what we've got there. Maybe, maybe not. Exactly. Um, Who's to say which hysterical historian is right? Uh, (laughs) The controversy of Timothy Evans' execution uh, added fuel to the debate over the use of the death penalty in the UK and ultimately helped lead to the 1965 suspension and subsequent abolition of capital punishment in the UK. Gotcha. So that was one of the cases where they were like, look, this guy ended up being innocent and we killed him. Right. For what it's worth, Timothy Evans' remains were returned to his family so they could bury him in a private grave and his sisters were rewarded compensation for the miscarriage of justice in Timothy's trial. And that is the story of John Chrissy. Oh, wow. I feel like I have heard that one before, but really? I don't know where or how. Maybe there's like a show or movie. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know if this Florida man thing's working, but I'm pot committed now. So <laughs> Florida man for this guy. Fluoroscope. Fluoroscope, right. Uh, Fluoroscope for this guy is Florida man arrested for throwing alligator into Wendy's drive-thru. That one I'm into. <laughs> That's a pretty fucking stupid. That one I'm into. <laughs> Uh, maybe but also, can you imagine working at that Wendy's? Yeah. No, <laughs> I can't. I literally can't. Truly terrifying. I wonder if they're like, not again. All right, please get me out of here. God damn it. All right. Oh, right. We should say bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. You really just like check the fuck out. I huh? was like closing my laptop. You're I'm like, sorry. All right. I'm so worried you're going to be late. Okay. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. I don't mean to bail. I was just. Before Christine just like slams the laptop <laughs> shut and bangs out uh i was super anxious if you would like to follow us on our social media our handle is atwwd podcast we also have our website and that's where we drink.com where you can find our tour dates um you can also find our merch site bit.ly at, and that's why or slash and that's why we drink merch yeah and then we also have an email and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can submit your personal paranormal and true crime stories Go say hi to, Eva. to uh potentially be in the running for our uh listeners yeah. episode at the first of every month we also have a gift video that we do for our patreon donors oh yeah and uh if you would like to send goodies to us and watch us open them live uh you can send them to 1920 hillhurst ave number 265 los angeles california 90027 Woohoo! yay I, every time you say something i'm like oh yeah that Ew, also <laughs> that all yeah. right well i Thanks guess that's for it listening, huh? guys we hope you're having a good april See you next week. And that's why we drink. Now I can bail on everyone. (laughs) In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. 
Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.